latest for you before, this past week has been absolutely tough. I've experienced so many emotions at the same time, and it's been weird and retired. Uh, but through all of that, uh, God has been teaching me a lot of things um, in a short amount of time, and then kind of centered it around um, this sermon and this, this, this whole scene of Advent. Uh, so to say all that, I'm, I'm excited uh, to be with you guys and kind of rest uh, in this um, this promise that God has made to us. Um, and so, so to begin, if you if you grew up anything like me, and a lot of you grew up a lot longer ago than I did, um, but the, this, the, the, the Christmas season uh, within a church body uh, was maybe looked a lot different than maybe what we're going to do this, uh, this month. Um, I know for me, uh, and it's not taking away from any of that, uh, we definitely focused uh, on the nativity scene a lot. Um, there, was, there was not a lot going up into um, Christmas Day. Um, there was a lot of uh, children musicals, and I, you know, I loved doing those as a kid. There's poinsettias everywhere, um, and uh, there was the candlelight service and the, the Christmas cantata uh, that my dad would always do with his choir. Uh, and then Sunday closest to Christmas or the one before or after, um, that would be the day we got to focus uh, on this. Um, and so, so when I got to college, uh, I kind of heard with Advent. I had never heard uh, about Advent. I, I had no idea. Um, so I got to hear about this and then uh, experience it through uh, other other guys' sermons, other podcasts, through other churches. Um, I got to see this um, this focusing not just on the birth of Christ, this, this whole idea of Jesus coming to rescue us. And, this, and we're going to talk about today, this promise made. Uh, later on and through this series, we're going to talk about um, different ideas of this promise uh, and, and what happens after this promise is made. Um, but just today, we get to focus on the promise made and how big that really is to us. Um, uh, so, so Advent, uh, and I had no idea there's like Advent calendars. That's a big deal. I had no idea. Um, that, that was a thing, but I was told that was one of them. Uh, one way to celebrate Advent, uh, these calendars, you open up different days. Uh, and then also through uh, candlelight, which uh, we're going to do this, this month too. Um, but Advent uh, is talking about an arrival uh, or a coming. Uh, and, and so this, this, is, this is not totally different from this idea of uh, focusing on, on, on Jesus coming as, as a baby. Uh, being int introduced to this world uh, as a human child, um, but but we are going to focus this whole month uh, on just this looking forward to Jesus coming again. We see uh, that God's people in, in Scripture have waited a long time before the Messiah arrived, um, and now we, we get to wait that time too. Uh, so we get to look into that, uh, and, and what does this mean? How should we feel um, as we wait for this? Um, and, and, and as I was thinking about this, this waiting, uh, this anxious waiting of something uh, to come, I did see that, that we don't have to be a believer uh, just to experience a picture of what this waiting feels like. It happens uh, every day uh, for a lot of us, believer and unbeliever. Um, and I, I know a specific example is this idea of this Christmas season or just the, the, the holiday uh, that is Christmas, uh, whether it's um, uh, as, as believers or unbelievers. There's, so, they're in the beginning of the month of, the, of, month of December, um, something terrible happens, uh, you're, you're having finals, and those are terrible, something 
bad habits at work, something's going on in your family, there's always this, okay, but if I can make it to the Christmas break, or I can make it to Christmas Day, or I get food, or I get to see family, or I get gifts, or this restful moment, it's this looking forward to something good. Christmas is awesome. Even, even if we weren't here in this building right now, worshiping Jesus, who this is really about, Christmas is great. It's a break, and it's awesome. Uh, so this small picture, and every day it's, I mean, if I can only make it, if I, I have to wait until I'm married, uh, if I can only make it to graduation, uh, there's this waiting, this anxious building of uh, something to come. But all this, even Christmas, it's just a holiday, is only a picture of what we have here. Uh, as, as God's people wait for the Messiah to come, as we wait for him to return uh, to bring us home, it's this, this good waiting. And, and so when we have days uh, that are terrible, we have no hope in anything else, we can put our hope in someday, it's going to be a lot better than this, someday we get to be with him uh, forever. That's going to be good. So, so we get to focus on this good waiting, not a bad waiting, uh, uh, like waiting on a doctor's office or something. Uh, it's a good way. Uh, so as, as we talk about this season of Advent, this season uh, is a time for remembering, rejoicing, waiting, uh, watching, and waiting. Uh, so as we do all of this together as family, uh, let's remember that we are family uh, and not just uh, take this time uh, to when we rejoice by myself. When we, when we, so take those times. This, this week has been good for me to do that, uh, to not only focus on Advent, but to focus on what Advent is uh, and, and take time for me uh, to see what is important. But remember that we are family. Let's do this. Let's celebrate Christmas things together. Let's celebrate this holiday together. Let's celebrate Jesus coming together as family. Remember that we get to have uh, this family. Um, so, so kind of to get us started, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of us grew up with this story, which Christmas story, the story of Advent beginning uh, in a stable. Um, but I want to take us back to uh, the garden. Uh, not the garden where Jesus prayed, but the first garden, Adam and Eve. Uh, I want to take us back to that moment to start us uh, with Advent. Uh, because obviously, Christmas, we do focus on the birth of Christ, and we need to focus on that. That's big. Jesus coming to the world as, as human uh, to live a perfect life and to die for us. That's big. Bigger than anything. Um, but let's start with how it began uh, in Genesis. Um, so before uh, I read some scripture and we can pray and get into this, I do want to read something uh, from the Village Church. Uh, they're doing um, Advent also, uh, and they have a, a guide for their people. Uh, and this is something I got uh, from them. Uh, and the, uh, the reason I want to read it all uh, is because, it, for me, it did really, a really good job of mapping out what was happening uh, in the garden um, before this promise was made. So I'm going to read this. So when God created the world, all things were just as they should be perfect. Man walked in an unbroken relationship with God, fully known and unafraid. But in an instant, all that changed as Adam and Eve disobeyed God's good instruction. They took of the fruit and ate, and sin entered the world. Fellowship broken, peace shattered, creation thrown in darkness, uh, thrown in chaos. Darkness, depravity, fear, shame. And selfishness flooded the human heart, separating man from God. The situation was dire. But then, after all this happens, after all this mess happens, sin enters the world, this brokenness happens, uh, we get um, to Genesis 3, uh, chapter 15. Uh, so if you're Bibles, you can go ahead and turn uh, to that. Uh, 
So God is, uh, has, has, has seen what has happened, and he knows what happens. Obviously, um, and Adam and Eve realize they're naked. Uh, they realize uh, what has happened. And uh, before God addresses man and woman, he addresses the serpent. Um, and we'll start in verse 15. Uh, I will put enmity, uh, enmity between you and the woman, and between her offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you so much for this gospel, God. I thank you for everything that it covers. Uh, all of this sin that we deal with, God. Everything that we think is good that is not enough, God. Uh, I thank you that it covers that. Thank you so much um, for this picture uh, that you show us in Genesis uh, of your son coming one day to save us, God. I thank you so much for this gift, this promise made to us, God. So God, I pray that you are with us today uh, as, a, as a church body, God. I pray that we remember um, that we are family, not only uh, in this building, God, uh, but who, those who are with us today, and uh, not even who are part of the crossing, God, but we as believers are this family, God. And I pray that as this season uh, comes, uh, that we not shrink to our uh, different buildings, God. Uh, we can love one another, and in doing so, learn how to love Monroe the right, right way, God, especially in this season um, that we see a lot of problems, God. So, God, I thank you for this time of worship and proclaiming the gospel, God. Uh, I pray that this is not about me uh, and my desire to, to please anyone, God, but you just speak through me uh, and I allow the Spirit uh, to do that, God. So, I thank you so much for your word uh, for Jesus, God. Amen. All right, so, um, so we do see uh, this picture of Jesus coming. Uh, someday. Uh, I, I know that uh, reading a lot of commentary, some people are just talking about the you know the, the strife that happens between man and snake, but I just like I don't see how you can make it that small, this this, this moment that God is, is speaking to the serpent, representing Satan. Um, so we see this idea that um, that though Satan will bruise Christ's heel, um, that in the end uh, Christ will bruise his head. So speaking that uh, sin will not have a final state. Sin will be destroyed someday. Um, and before I, before I want to get into um, this promise made this, and, and our, putting our hope in, in all that, uh, I do want to focus a lot on uh, this idea of sin. So we, we've seen what, what happens in the garden when sin enters the world. Um, but I know a lot of times we don't look at it um, as sin affecting us. Um, and I know that uh, that with, with the uh, in the past year, uh, mainly just being a part of the crossing and uh, learning a lot of new things, uh, I've seen there's been a lot of things uh, to where when I was younger, uh, where I didn't know a lot, uh, that I was really extreme on this side, uh, and then I see that uh, okay that's sinful, so I need to go on this extreme side, uh, and then I realize that's sinful too, so I go back and forth all the time these different ideas. That can be anything. There's a lot of things like that. Um, but I see that there needs to be a balance of that. Uh, so, so when we're talking about sin, uh, there's this, this idea uh, that sin is so big that no one can overcome this. I can't overcome it. Uh, of course, Jesus can't save me. He's not big enough. Uh, sin is so big in our lives, whether it's done to us, something we're doing, or something we see in the world, sin is this huge mountain that we can't overcome. Uh, and I know a lot of us deal with that. I know especially 
uh, in our time as a missed community that we get to sit, um, we get to talk to each other uh, and, and feeling convicted, um, and, and we can hear each other's words, this is what it is. This, this sin is so big uh, that nothing ever comes. Eventually we get to gospel each other and show each other that it is not that big compared to Christ. To you, yes, it's huge and it's going gonna, it's gonna to defeat you, uh, but with these, we see how small it is. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, and it's one that I deal with a lot more than this one over here, uh, is this idea that sin is nothing. It is um, nothing I have to worry about, something I can overcome easily by myself. Uh, and when I am sinning, I, I don't feel conviction right away. Uh, I have, uh, have to be in the right mindset to feel that conviction. Um, so it's this idea that, that sin is nothing, that I, I make light of sin uh, rather than making this big thing of sin. Um, so both of these are sinful, and we have to find a middle ground uh, to where we see uh, sin as as big, but not big, uh, compared to Jesus. Uh, so I did want to read uh, Romans 1, uh, 8 and 25. If you have your Bible, you can turn to there. Just talking about uh, sin, because I believe um, that if we don't have uh, the right picture of sin, uh, then we can't really see how big this promise is. Um, if our if our, our view, and I mainly want to focus on uh, our sin not being big enough, uh, this view, this small view of sin. If we have this small view of sin, um, then how how do we see how big this promise is? Because uh, I know a lot for me, subconsciously, what I think is um, I can deal with this by myself. So why would I need a savior? Why would I need anything to save me from this? I can do this for myself. Eventually, God brings me that graciously shows me why I need him. Um, but I think we need to see that uh, today. Uh, so I'll read um, Romans 1, 18 uh, through 25. Uh, then we'll talk more about this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and, and unrighteousness of men, by who by the righteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown to them, or is it visible attributes, namely his internal eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since uh, the creation of the world and things that have been made so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him that became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became foolish and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring uh, of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship, and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So, so we see in this, uh, and in so many other passages, there's something wrong here. Even uh, in the garden, we see this brokenness happen. Something is wrong with this. It's not the way God meant for it to be. So we think of this, this spectrum, uh, focusing mainly on this side, um, that if we don't have a good picture of sin, this, this idea that it is a lot bigger than us. Um, it, is, it is crushing. Uh, we see what happens to us every day um, with, with family, with, with friendships, with um, different things we experience, different things that are done to us, different things we do to other people, to ourselves. Uh, we see that how crushing it can be. It, it hurts, um, but even 
that, Scripture shows us the consequences of sin. Um, so even beyond uh, me being hurt, me, me feeling terrible about my sin, uh, even beyond that is, is what we get someday with sin. Without Jesus, we get hell. Uh, and I think that when our picture of sin is so small, um, that it's nothing, it's, even, even if I do see it as wrong, it's not a big deal. It's a little sin, at least these things that we do. Um, and, we, and we don't see what it does to us, what it does to our relationships, what it does to our family right here, um, and what it gets to someday. Um, then we miss what's even bigger uh, is this promise made to us. And uh, I do uh, love how the great artist, Beautiful Eulogy, uh, put it, um, if you don't know what Beautiful Eulogy is, they're a, a hip-hop group, uh, they're awesome, uh, really gospel-centered guys, I think, I don't know, um, but just lyrically, um, they do a lot of things that are really good, um, and in their song, uh, The Side of Sin, if you went to the conference we went to where Kendrick uh, preached, you read the whole thing, I'm not going to do it today, I could recite it, but I'm going to do it either, um, but in this, in this uh, song, they, they talk about how big of a problem sin is, um, and, they, and they discuss uh, different things it does, how big it is, um, and, but in the end, um, they have this revelation, I think we all need to hear, um, and then they say, uh, so rather than make light of it, or minimize the size of it, we should marvel at the magnitude of mercy. So this is, this is big, uh, and, and for me especially, um, and maybe you too, I don't know where you are with with how big sin is or how small sin is right now. I know that, that I go back and forth a lot, but I really focus on sin is not a big deal. So, so rather than trying to make light or minimize the size of it, uh, so rather than me trying to put my sin down and maybe quote stuff at it, um, or, or just believe that I'm bigger than that, making my sin small, rather than dealing with this sin by myself, marveling the magnitude of mercy, seeing how big, and for us today, this mercy is this promise made. Uh, this mercy is Jesus given to us. Uh, so rather than, than dealing with sin any by myself, seeing how big mercy is, seeing how big the gospel is, and focusing on that and, and loving that, and out of that love, out of seeing Jesus for who he really is and how big he is and how much he loves me, out of all of that, everything else seems so much smaller. Everything else is nothing. And we get to do that with Jesus. We get to do that with each other. So in the end, uh, with sin, I think that our view of sin really alters our view uh, of this promise made. Um, so if it's um, with how big sin is, uh, the, the no promise ever made to us, no, no, no king ever to come, no Messiah could ever trump this that, I, that I'm dealing with, could ever trump what someone does to me, could ever trump what's happening in the world today. The sin is way too big for that. On the other hand, it, it, the sin is too small. We're doing it every day, and there's, there's no repentance. Um, and, we, and we don't see each other, we don't feel conviction. Um, sin's not big, then we don't see the need for the Savior. It's, it's, you know, maybe he is big enough, but I can deal with it myself. And both of those are messed <coughs> up ideas. Um, so if you were there, I, I pray that you were dealing with that right now, and afterwards you can deal with that. We can uh, come together, whether it's as DNA groups or uh, just as, as 
brothers and sisters um, and love one another the way we need to be loved. Um, because if we don't get past this, this, this messed up view of sin, then we can't see how great this gift is, how great this promise is. Um, and I just messed up with this entire series. So if you don't, you, you gotta deal with that before you come back next week, I guess. Um, <laughs> So, so moving on from uh, this dealing with this sin, uh, now we get to to see this promise made. Uh, and today, uh, I'm not going to go deep into what all that means after this promise is made, uh, but I, I do get to focus on um, how this promise is made to us. Uh, so we do see in Genesis um, when God uh, speaks to the serpent, uh, he, he is he is giving a picture of what Christ will do to sin, to Satan. Um, but uh, in the Old Testament, um, we do see uh, pictures of Christ, uh, prophets making prophecies uh, about Jesus. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you, when I was a kid, um, maybe like a lot of you, Jesus was only uh, a really important Bible character. Um, it was just the idea that, yeah, obviously he died for my sins. Um, and obviously maybe he's more important, maybe he's like the star of the movie. Um, but the whole thing isn't about him, obviously. There's different chapters of it. And, and this, this New Testament, a lot of it's about him. You know, the, the, the four Gospels uh, talk about what Jesus did, and after that, they talk about uh, what he did. But this whole thing isn't about him, obviously. Uh, so, so as I grew up, uh, and I was like, uh, I, was, I, was in, I was in youth at some point, but I was chaperoning for some kids and men. Uh, so I, you know, obviously, I'm like, I know everything by now. There's nothing else I, I have to learn. Um, and I was at this kid's event, and uh, it was Cinder Kid or something. Um, and one of the guys, the, the guys leading one of my group of guys, uh, talked about this, uh, this entire word. Everything points to Jesus. And I was like, what? Like, seriously, I, I, was, I was so amazed. What with this? And then I go, actually read it. I'm like, it actually does. What? Uh, I could not believe this. So I got to go into Genesis and see that. I got to go into these uh, Isaiah and Micah uh, and see that everything points to Jesus and not just in like a, uh, um, okay, maybe there's something, um, how they prophesy about, about this. Um, and though it is it's very dim uh, and we see this very vague uh, because they, uh, they're not there with Jesus, uh, they, they give a picture of what's to come. Uh, and, and this is not only to, uh, to show us how how amazing God is and fulfilling these prophecies, um, but just gives us hope um, as, as these prophets look forward to something so much better as they deal with everything, that we get to look forward to something so much better as we deal with stuff um, today. Uh, so I'm going to read a few of these. Uh, first in uh, Micah 5, verse 2. Um, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephraim, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you uh, shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, uh, whose coming <coughs> is from of old, uh, from ancient days. Uh, so in this we simply see uh, Jesus is to be born in Bethlehem. Uh, and this, uh, like I said, picture of, um, of, of God being good and fulfilling these prophecies, uh, but also and in, in the little things we get to look forward to. Um, that something so insignificant uh, as Bethlehem uh, would be, um, as something so insignificant about 
where someone is to be born, uh, we get to see something so much bigger um, that, that God is good and, and fulfilling his promises. So this promise is made that Jesus is to be born in Bethlehem, and we see that happen. Uh, next uh, is in Isaiah chapter 9, and I'm just going to read uh, verses 1 through 7. Turn chapter 1. Um, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish in the former time brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter, latter time he made glorious the way to see the land beyond the Jordan Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You increase its joy. They rejoice before you as we, as we joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken on this day of many. Every boot in the uh, of the tramping warrior in the battle tumult, and every garment rolled in the blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And this is just, this is awesome. Uh, Getting to see verses six and seven, um, just not only talk about a child being born. Um, I give you any doubt that Jesus is the Messiah. If you had any doubts, um, but then showing us that the government should be upon his shoulder, and his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, uh, Prince of Peace. These these prophets give us pictures uh, of what is to come for them, uh, and then that gives us an idea of what is to come for us. Um, so, so in this season of, of, of Advent, uh, I'm praying that we not only come together uh, in these times of worship, and not only uh, disperse uh, with each other and, and with people you're discipling, uh, and remember this nativity scene idea, and not only remember um, this real meaning of Christmas, um, that all this is good, I pray that we can come together and remember what these prophets went through, what these people uh, went through waiting for this Messiah, this, this long time of waiting uh, for something that was going to save them. Uh, and a lot of times uh, they put their hope in things that were not going to save them as kings or, uh, or anything else that was definitely not going to save them they thought it was. We can see this just as as we put our hope in in, in holidays, um, in families, uh, in family members, uh, in, in job opportunities, and, and things to come. Uh, this is these things are not going to save us. Um, I know that uh, when I get to think about Christmas, uh, just the, the holiday and, and being out of school and, uh, and the cold weather. Uh, sometimes comes and goes whatever in Louisiana, um, that I, I do get this awesome feeling, in which you 
probably should feel really good about Christmas, no matter what you believe, uh, like I said before. Uh, but for me, uh, I, I can give you a little, uh, little picture of uh, what kind of happens. Uh, I get to like go to my uh, my grandparents' house, my grandma's house. Uh, we spend the night like Christmas Eve Eve, and we get up the next morning and we make breakfast uh, for like <coughs> South Arkansas uh, community. And people come and it's like happy, and I'm you know really tired, but it's good. It's good food, and I love that time with family. Uh, it is it is a good time. And if you yeah. Christmas Eve morning, if you had nothing to do, uh, Walkerville, Arkansas, come on down, it's nice. Um, uh, so this time with family, and then uh, this Christmas, uh, I'm going to try to celebrate uh, with um, my fiance's family, and that's going to be fun, a uh, good time of trying to um, see their family members, uh, but I do love this idea that I get to spend time with family, that I'm, now that I'm here in Monroe, uh, it is good to go back uh, to Homer uh, or Minden spend time with family, uh, and then the, uh, I, I would love to say that I'm a good gift giver, but I'm not very good, uh, and it might be, I'm, I'm good at receiving gifts, uh, I'm really good at that, uh, I love receiving gifts, and so this time of receiving gifts, and uh, growing up, you know, like Nintendo 64, oh my goodness, the greatest gift of all time, uh, and even in this, this idea that I get to be away from school. Uh, I get, and this year it's even a longer break. Uh, I didn't think I was going to graduate. By the way, it was like a tough experience, and I was like broken. Like I was just going to run away forever. But I am going to graduate. It's a good thing. Uh, next week. Um, uh, so even now, this Christmas is like this longer break uh, that I get to experience. Uh, so with, whether it's family, uh, that I get to spend time with them. I do love my family, um, and, and these gifts uh, that I get to receive. I do, I do give gifts, um, or if it's this break that I look forward to, um, all that is broken because of sin. And uh, so when we, and, and whatever that is for you, if it's one of those things or something else that you look forward to in this Christmas holiday. Um, so for me, with family, there's a lot of, a lot of brokenness in my family. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't know Jesus in my family. Um, even the ones that do know Jesus, they hurt me, and I hurt them. So that's there. No matter how happy we are about the holidays, there's something wrong. There's someone who's not coming to this Christmas because they're with this person. Uh, and now we have to change everything up, and I can't believe all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff. Uh, but uh, so it, this idea that I, I love my family, I love being able to spend time with them, something's still broken, something is messed up, and, and me putting up with my family is not going to work because they're going to let me down no matter how much they love me. Um, and with these gifts, uh, if I'm I do love receiving gifts, and uh, no matter what, these gifts, they're either going to fade away, so whether it's, a lot of times for me, it's gift cards to food places, those go away so fast, and I, I wish they could stay longer, but even if it is something that I get to have, uh, you know, for a long time, uh, I, I quickly lose this idea that this is going to satisfy me. And maybe it has for you too. I remember when I was uh, growing up as a kid, I would play with stuff all all morning at my mom's house, and it was so great. Um, but as I got older, even uh, old enough to still have games and stuff, um, that I would play for a little bit, and then I would just see how empty it was. Um, and, and part of that kind of stunk. Right? That's another word. Mom, like the other word. Um, it stunk because 
I was putting my hope in this day and these gifts that I knew that I, you know, I might get these gifts, um, and then it's just empty. It's gone. And gifts are good. But if we put our hope in these gifts, it's empty. It's not eternal. Um, it's not good enough to save us. Um, and then if we put our hope in this break, uh, whether it's school for you or you get a little break from work, um, you, you have to go to school eventually. You have to go back to work eventually. Um, so, so we put our hope in, in this break. I know for my dad it happens. It seems like every time we get a break, he talks about how short the breaks are. And he, you know, I think they're the same amount of time, uh, but they just seem to go by a lot quicker. So we're putting our hope in these things. Um, they're good things. And we, and we should be excited about getting to celebrate this uh, with each other, with other family members. Um, we are putting our hope in these things, in these, uh, these promises that we make to each other um, that is not eternal. But, right here, we have this promise made to us that is so much bigger than anything that I can give to you, you can give to me, that I can do to you, you can do to me. This, this gospel that we get, this, this Savior that came into the world, that these, these people in the Bible have waited for so, so long, He comes and He, he comes to save them, He lives His perfect life. He saves them and he dies and rises again and ascends to heaven. And, and now we get to wait. This, this idea that a promise was made to us that he's going to come back someday and save us from this world. This, this world is never going to satisfy us. So we get to wait. And this is not, a, a, like I said, a, a bad waiting. It's a bad things happen to me every day. Stuff's going to really hurt. But I don't put my hope in and getting gifts, and family comforting me, um, and, and getting a break from all this. I put my hope in being with Jesus someday. So this is this promise made to us, um, that we can get uh, Jesus. So I pray that, um, that as you're experiencing uh, the Christmas holidays um, with different family members, with each other, with friends, um, that we can not only say, uh, remember the reason for the season or whatever, um, that we can and just dwell and meditate on this promise made. And throughout the series, uh, we're going to go deeper into uh, what this does, not only the promise made, uh, but how this is kind of opened up to us uh, and how we get to experience uh, this gift uh, that is Jesus Christ. Uh, so let's pray. You guys can come up.
the world is because of sin, God. Um, but instantly, uh, after we see this, God, um, I pray that we can, can see what is so much bigger is this promise made to us, God. You are sending a Savior, God, to save us from this, God. So, God, I pray that um, as we get to experience Advent together as family, God, uh, that we're not putting our hope in, uh, in how well the crossing is doing, God. Uh, we're not putting our hope in each other, God, um, but we can put our hope in you um, and, and this hope in being with you forever, God. Um, and when stuff hurts, and, and st the stuff we do to ourselves hurts, stuff someone else does to us hurts, God, um, that we cannot look to each other, God, um, but we look to you first. Uh, and out of that, of course, is love for one another. Uh, and out of this love for one another, God, uh, as we're going together in this Advent season, this love can be poured out uh, into the city of Monroe, God, uh, that we can see people saved uh, for you, God. I pray that we not focus on ourselves this Christmas season, God. Uh, we can focus on, on you and out of this, this, this love uh, for your people, God. I thank you so much for this family uh, and the love we have for each other, God. I pray that grows uh, so much more. I love you so much, and I thank you uh, for this gospel.